Welcome back to an all-new episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I am your fellow co-host, Madeline Davies. This week, we will be talking to Vanity Fair staff writer Richard Lawson to talk about a fantastic British reality show slash sensation called Love Island. Sensation that's stolen the hearts of several nations. Several nations, at least, I would say. Wow, this is like really grim. And it it kind of reflects the way that like my straight female friends talk to me about their experiences on Tinder or something. I do have one correction early on. Oh, it's Love Island. Oh, wow. So just, okay, uh, cool. I'm never going to. Just, just be more accurate in the mm, future, please. Sure. Before we do that, Maddie, I would love to ask how you're doing. As I have probably mentioned before, I just moved into the, like the cutest little apartment. I love it so much. I'm like cohabbing for the first time with a romantic man. Romantic man. And Is that how you describe <laughs> He's not like one of these guys who's like, oh, whatever, I don't care about design. But also right. he's like, clearly you get more joy in this. Right. You I'll let plan you it out. This. But the problem is that like, I'm drawn to like a lot of color. So the mm. house is very girly so far. Like a riot of shades. And again, I don't think he even cares. But I was like, I got to get something to like mask up this apartment a little bit just so it's a shared space. And you want to know what my answer was to that in a moment of panic? Mm. I ordered a velvet floor poof. What? But to make it more masculine, I got it in navy. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, that's so masculine. Yeah, come on over to the man cave, everybody. (laughs) velvet floor poof. I don't regret it so much as I like question my concept of, like, what it is to, like, have, like, masculine accents. So enjoy that, fellas. Yeah. Sit on it while the sport is on. Yeah, you can watch You can watch football and sit on your poof. How are you? I realize I say that I'm fine a lot. I mean, it's true. I am, like, I'm usually neither good or bad. Like, yeah. you'll know if it's one or the other. But in the meantime, it's just fine. Okay. I mean, ride that out. I, try. I have been for... Over 30 years. I had a therapist who is, who always would say, thing is, happiness is not a state of being. Happiness is a mood. Wow. She's like, so you want to strive for contentment, <gasps> oh, not happiness. Oh, my God. I love that. I have to pause this podcast to go rethink my entire life using that framework. Yeah. See, um, and then you're like, bye. oh, they're all right. <laughs> um, so that's a really cool update for me, a cool person. I mean, let's get into updates for people who matter in our cultural framework. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the dirtiest dirt of the week. Beyonce is on the cover of the September issue of Vogue. Self-styled. Self-styled, photographed by a man named Tyler Mitchell, whom she picked Yeah, he's very young. He's like 23. There's an interview with Beyonce. It's, well, so it's Beyonce in her own words. Yes, that's what the... But scroll to the bottom or turn the page if you are doing it that way. However you feel, yes. And you know what you'll see? You'll see, as told, to Clover Hope. Our very own Clover. Clover, who has been on this podcast before. Clover, who is one of the smartest, like the coolest person I know, which I told her yesterday and I stand by it. She's also like a silent killer. Yeah. Clover is someone who is actually like the funniest person you'll meet. 100%. But she is really subtle. So like you won't really realize that she 
burned the hell out of you until like two days later where you're like, ah, that's a burn. Yeah, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, so Clover facilitated the um, the Beyonce, in her own words, section. And didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell a single fucking person until Monday when the thing came out. Yeah, I actually, this is a brag. I ran into Clover at the Beyonce concert. Oh, nice. And she didn't mention it. Right. Probably because we were all in a state of chaos. Sure. Yeah, it was at the MetLife Stadium, and there was a rain delay because there was no, there's no roof to the MetLife Stadium. Oh, right. Which I heard a lot of very angry Jerseyites complaining about because they're like, it was like their tax money that paid for it. <laughs> they're like, they didn't even add a roof. Um, but there was this rain delay, which meant that everybody got out of there at like 1 a.m. And the line for an Uber was over an hour long. And the staff was like, I mean, they, I don't know, they were incompetent. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Okay. People kept budging the line. And then, Girls were getting into arguments because people were budging a lot. Right. And then started arguing with the attendants because the attendants weren't doing anything. Mm. And then finally, someone just broke the fence and, like, everybody was just stampeding towards cars. Oh, my God. I mean, and it was, like, the best dressed stampede I, you'll ever see. I do love like, that, yeah. A lot of bold lips, sure, you know, like, stampeding. Sure. And all I can think of is how terrifying it must have been to, like, be in a waiting car. I can't even imagine. And just see, like, this group of women. Like, and I say it was primarily women. Mm-hmm. Just being like, ah! But it was total bedlam. Yeah. I felt like I was in, like, a zombie quarantine. Mm-hmm. We decided we're not going to get an Uber. No. We're going to try to go to the bus because the train had shut down. <laughs> The wait for the bus was two hours long. Every now and then a cab would go by uh-huh. and people would just like rip each other apart. Like try to throw their bodies on it. Amazing. And like the cab drivers were being tray racist. Oh. Um, you know, like Bonjour. trying to like charge people a different amount of money. Really? Money. Like, yeah, it was really gross. But we finally got an Uber to like respond to our call for them. I can't believe that. You walked could have died there. All the way back. We walked like three miles in total, which just like around in just and like around. In the parking lots of MetLife. That sucks. And when we walked back, it literally looked like a bomb had gone off. Like there were like girls sitting in the middle of vacant parking spaces mm-hmm. with their shoes off. Mm-hmm. Just like looking like, like a thousand yards there. And then I ran into Clover because she was just like sitting on a curb. <laughs> Looking sad. <laughs> oh my god! But you guys um, both made it. You made it home. I made eventually. it home. We made it home at four a.m. It was insane. But the concert ruled. Yeah, this is what Clover and I were saying when we saw each other. Mm-hmm. Like in a couple of days, we're just gonna remember the good parts. But right now, this fucking sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should read the profile. It's really, really Please. insightful, and she talks a lot too about like raising her son mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't confirm harmful gender norms, which I really liked, and how she's kind of trying to, like, break. She refers refers to it even just as, like, as a curse in her family that is, like, a violence that goes all the way back to when an ancestor who was a slave who was impregnated and married to her slave owner. Mm -hmm. And so she, like, talks a lot about kind of that inherited trauma and breaking the cycle, which is just like, uh, Yeah. She's, That's my insightful thought. Yeah. It's a great interview. And Clover still will not tell us anything. Yeah, Clover will not. Yeah, I mean, Clover will not tell us anything. Congratulations to Beyonce and congratulations to Clover. Yes. I think. <laughs> the tr- our true hero. Our true hero. So, yeah, everyone should read that. If you haven't already, the photos are also beautiful. They're so beautiful. Um, this next item, ah, yes, Demi Lovato. 
She has checked into rehab, so she's out of the hospital. Yeah, which is good for her. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through. It really is. Um, she posted a statement, her first statement since this whole thing has happened. She posted it on Instagram a couple of days ago. I've always been transparent about my journey with addiction. What I've learned is that this illness is not something that disappears or fades with time. It is something I must continue to overcome and have not done yet. I want to thank God for keeping me alive and well. To my fans, I am forever grateful for all of your love and support throughout this past week and beyond. Your positive thoughts and prayers have helped me navigate through this difficult time. I want to thank my family, my team, and the staff at Cedars sinai who have been by my side this entire time. Without them, I wouldn't be here writing this letter to all of you. I now need time to heal and focus on my sobriety and road to recovery. The love you have all shown me will never be forgotten, and I look forward to the day when I can say I came out on the other side. I will keep fighting. Heart emoji, Demi. Oh, poor girl. I know. Good. I wish her the best. I hope she and gets now it together. We've read that statement, and we will now leave her alone. <laughs> goodbye, Demi. We will exactly. <laughs> We're not goodbye. Just, just get better. Take care of yourself, yeah. Demi. Take care of yourself. Yes. And then also your addiction, but mostly yourself. Yes. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Les Moonves, yes. president of CBS, Ronan Farrow wrote a one of his big bad man pieces for The New Yorker about Les. But he's been accused of sexual misconduct by a number of women, like nine women, mostly women who were working with him to try to get a show or like stuff like that. It's a lot of the same shit that we've seen. I believe that CBS decided that there was no need to, like, go forward with an investigation. I thought they said they were cooperating, but then people on the inside were like, they're not doing anything. Oh, right. The executive said that the company is taking the allegations seriously, and then nothing really, they're not really doing anything about it. Yeah. I want to hear Julie Chen's statement. I do, has, I do not believe Miss Chen has said anything. I don't think she's, I think she's going to keep her mouth shut. No, understandable. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. think we much have to answer for their <laughs> bad men for the most part. Moonvis was also part of the industry-wide commission on eliminating sexual harassment and advancing equality. Like, of course he was. Yeah, so he has stepped down from that. Quel surprise. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's Tra- all I have to say. Très bien. So, yeah, bad man. Just add him to the pile. The, pi- the, the, the bad man bucket is overflowing. At least it's flowing. That's true. Wow. Ruin a man. Ruin a man. (laughs) Um, 
It is apparently the 15th anniversary of the OC. In California, here we come, right back where we started from. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, wow, great. I can keep going if you want. I'm all, that's You're good. That's You're tough. Okay. I'm all set. Thank you. Yes, um, August 5th. Wow. 15 years ago. Wow. A, a ragamuffin from Chino. <laughs> Named Ryan, yeah, was driven into our hearts mm-hmm. in the seat of kind public defender Sandy Cohen, Peter Gallagher with the eyebrows, with the eyebrows, with like the eyebrows. What did he encounter in this new world? <clears throat> A nerdy surrogate brother named yes. Seth. I uh, oh god, yes, played by Adam Brody. That's right. A sexy next door neighbor mm-hmm. named Marissa Cooper, played by Misha Barton. <laughs> And a real bitch who Seth is in love with oh, named Summer. Summer. Chris Pratt was on it. What? Olivia Wilde was on it. Wow. A lot of, lot of people. She played a Liz. Thanks. That's good. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Where is everyone now, really, that has been, that was on the show? I think they're doing really well. I mean, I think Misha Barton is like, yeah. you know, doing her own thing. Peter Gallagher's acting. I have no idea where, like, Kiki is. That's the wife. Oh, gotcha. Kirsten. Adam Brody, still acting. Still acting. Uh, He's married to Leighton Meester. Uh, Yes, who I, even though I know who she is and know less who Rachel Bilson is, I used to confuse them They look a lot lot alike. Cool. Rachel Bilson was on that show, like, Heart of Dixie. I love that show. And I think she's on a new show. Yes. With Eddie (laughs) Cibrian. She was, um, I watched one and a half seasons of Heart of Dixie and thoroughly enjoyed it. Ryan is on Gotham. Oh, right. He, he And he has a baby with Marina Baccarin. Yes. I don't think that's actually her name, but you guys get who I'm talking about. I can picture it. The guy who, like, played Caleb Nickel, who is the grandfather. Yeah. He's still around. Julie Cooper was on um, Entourage, <laughs> as was Anna, the quirky girl who kind of got in the middle of Seth and Summer for a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, and, like, Autumn Reeser... She was on that show. She's still doing well. So everyone who has been on the OC has fared. I just like to check in. The band Rooney, not so much. Sure, sure, totally. I just like to check in on these sort of, these shows that were like a large cultural moment. I just like to see how much it actually helped or harmed um, their continued careers. I think other than Misha Barton, who it like really destroyed for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. I think that it. It helped for the most part. Everyone came out on the other side. The OC is like how I, I mean, my stepdad had like a weekly appointment to watch it. Nice. Okay. And then I like left home for a year mm-hmm. and he taped it every week. And That's then when really... I got back, we watched them all. That is really cute. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And so it was just like our thing. That's nice. All right. This next item is the final item and it is, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiered on Sunday. It's 15th season, which is insane that it's been on for this long, but not really because I am convinced that we will be living with some form of a Kardashian reality show like forever. Yeah. There is a big fight that happened on the show between Kim. It was about the Christmas card. They were like arguing about like getting their fucking Christmas card shoot. There were, I believe, three fights in the episode. Oh, I'm I'm wrong. Four. There were four fights. Courtney was the target of all of like Kim's ire. Be nice, team. You're just doing it. No one wants you in the. Okay, no, no, no. Get out of here. 
here and go. Get the out of here and go. No one wants you in the shoot. I'm planning it. You guys I'm planning the shoot. Nice to so we other. don't want you in the shoot. Kim said some things that I felt were mean to Courtney. She told Courtney that, like, she's the least exciting to look at. I need Courtney to not be so annoying with a stick up her ass. Like, she runs this because she doesn't. She's the least exciting to look at. So she can be out. <laughs> like, Courtney was the one who was saying that. I know. It's really fucked up. It's. So, I think it's so rude. What does that even mean? Courtney is the one who's had the least amount of pee surge, right? She just has her boobs done and she's like open about it. And her face. And her face, but like not nearly to the extent that her, like no. Chloe. Chloe and Kim both have different faces. Different faces from their birth face. Yes. I mean. Does, I think Courtney's very, very pretty. I think Courtney's very pretty. Also, I also think that Courtney, I mean, it's not like all the promos made it sound like Courtney was going to, um, like she's like done yeah. with her family. I guarantee she is not done with her family. Yeah, I don't buy this fight. Yeah. TBH. Courtney said to her mother and her sisters, I'm not going to be mistreated by my fucking bitch family, which I think is a very good, that that feels real to me. That is certainly something that like one of my sisters has said to the rest of us, like sure. fucking bitch family is like, that sounds genuine. <laughs> Kim basically was mad because Courtney doesn't seem to like work as much mm-hmm. as her and as her and Chloe do. And Kylie, I suppose. And sure, why not Kendall? All of them. Yeah. But Courtney, I think, has made it pretty clear that like her life is she's like focused on her children. Yeah. And like managing like the hell that is like having three children by Scott Disick. I mean, I guess there's probably some something to be said, though, about being like, if I, you're Kim, you're like, yeah. I'm carrying this freak circus. Totally. You get all the benefits of being in it while not having to do any of the bullshit that, like, right. that I, it demands of you. So, I mean, I could see that where it's just like, oh, you're just like a blob who just gets to glom onto this. Totally. At the same time, it's like weird-ass family business. So. It's a big- <laughs> It's a very strange business. But what was also happening as the, so what happens every time before, like the promo cycles for a new season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians always like hell because all the Kardashians are like tweeting, Instagram, social, everything. It's all like a mess. But as the episode was airing on Sunday, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe were like publicly fighting with each other on Twitter. Gross. Which I'm fairly certain is right. Promo. You guys have each other's numbers. Yeah. And then Kendall's dog bit someone. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. TMZ reports that LAPD received a call on Sunday to report to a deli here in Los Angeles. A mother who was at the deli claimed that while they were eating on the same patio as Kendall and Ben, out of nowhere, Kendall's dog bit the little girl. Sources reported to TMZ that after this took place, the mom and daughter went inside to get ice from the restaurant, although there were no obvious puncture wounds on the little girl. TMZ went on to report that after the mom took care of her daughter, she went back outside to speak to Kendall and Ben, and by that time, they had already paid their bill and left. I never blame the dog. Good point. Good There's point. no bad animals, only bad <laughs> pet owners. Um, this is probably the most exciting thing that's going to happen this season, but maybe not. I mean, Kendall has a quote-unquote boyfriend. Oh, well, I'd love, I'd love to watch that. Ben love, Simmons. I, oh, that's right. The basketballman. The basketballman. Yeah, curious to see how that goes. 
Oink. Yeah, that should be fun for her. Oink. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> wink. Um, if, if for everyone who's can, Maddie's winking, she's yeah. winked now twice with each eye. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, basically a blink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a blink, like deconstructed. <laughs> Joining us today is, I'm going to say, my favorite writer, subcategory, internet. Fair, fair. (laughs) (laughs) He is former Gawker writer, current Vanity Fair writer, Mm -hmm. man about town. Yeah. It's Richard Lawson. Yes, hi. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, Richard is actually sort of the reason why I'm sitting here in part. Going back to the old Gawker TV days. Yeah. yeah, Richard yeah. helped me get an internship at, at oh my Gawker. God. We got a drink um, on a freezing cold Sunday night in East Village. This yeah. would have been, what, 2009? Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's about it. And now here we are to talk about really serious and important <laughs> yeah. things. I just want to say we've really evolved our tastes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a flat line. <laughs> <laughs> it just plateaued. That's it. This is it. Um, That's nice. But we're here to like talk about this incredible mm. British reality show that seized all of our hearts called Love Island. Love Island. Love Island. I watched the show with one of my good friends who's from England. Mm-hmm. And so I get to test out my accents and he nice. tells me the origin of all of these. He's like, oh, that's <gasps> yeah. a Bristol accent. That's the worst one. That's oh my God, the, yes. I love it's that. Like, it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah I, I love, love like insight, the Essex. Like. I'm from Essex. Yeah. yeah. This is a question that is both uh, literal and philosophical. Okay. What is Love Island? <laughs> um, it's a way of life. Yeah, yeah. it's a way I think, of living. I think, well, I it is so. because it's on, well, so the most recent season, the fourth season just ended, but when it was airing, it was on five days a week, essentially, right? And so it, it d- did become a way of life for people watching it live in the UK. And also it was on Hulu in, in the US, which is mm-hmm. more... Yeah. Like, sort of a Big Brother-esque situation where you yeah. are tuning in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, sexy singles in a house together in Mallorca, mm-hmm. which they always show footage of like the crashing surf and yes. it was like meanwhile like 20 miles inland because this is where we could afford to rent <laughs> yeah. a villa but i love that they actually say that the announcer is like and it was too expensive yeah yeah no they're very it, it's a self-aware kind of date it's a dating kind of competition elimination show and it's one that i'm surprised to be so, so enamored of mm-hmm. because i never went in on any of the bachelorette stuff same. or any of ba- bachelor in paradise yeah. like same and i think something about all the crazy accents and just that little yes. bit of foreignness yeah. is what makes it more compelling right. um, and it's a very bachelor in paradise like setup where it's mm-hmm. like you have to couple off basically Right. Um, and they have to sleep in the same bed as the person yeah, they're all in one in the room. same room. That's <laughs> yeah. my favorite part, it's, like one long room. It's like a psychological experiment. It's and, amazing. You know, and I think that's something that's also true that my, that my British friend was sort of illuminating me about is that British reality TV doesn't tend to go for the outright like cruelty and sort of like craziness. Like, mm-hmm. like so, something else I like about Love Island is that for the most part, except for when like someone's been jilted, they all get along. They're all yeah, supportive of each other. Totally. Also, no one's getting shit faced, and yes. like it's not stu- you know falling down and all this crazy yeah. stuff. There's not um, a lot of like, was it rape? Yeah, they're all right. like, they're drinking right. water yeah. you find out of like asking. personalized water oh, bottles. Those water bottles. I fucking love those. Make I me want laugh. One. They're just sucking on them like yeah, little babies. Like, I know it's so good. <laughs> little British babies in their, in their nursery, like yeah. literally yeah. all in bed, swaddled. Tan British babies with their water Ugh, bottles. It's so good. And also something that's funny about this season, I haven't watched. Watch the previous seasons. I probably will go back and watch mm-hmm. at some point. 
is that apparently this is the first season where they're not allowed to smoke cigarettes on camera. Oh, wow. Or at least not in the main area. Because that, apparently actually. last the previous seasons, it was just like constant. Chaos, right. Because I was watching it. And I was like, there's Why no one. Half these people don't smoke. Same. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I also love this is just like a weird British pop culture fact is that the host, the host, she like shows up once a season. Caroline With great Flack. fanfare. Great. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like, Caroline! They're Harry Styles is ex. She, Caroline Flack, dated Harry Styles when he was like 17 and oh, she was 32, I think. <laughs> Amazing. Which um, is legal in, in Britain. Okay, yeah. It's um, very, very but also like, by your name situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also hard to like be like, what does like a 32-year-old woman see in like a, a 17-year-old boy? But also... My sweet Harry is. Yeah, I mean, come on. Wise beyond his years. <laughs> what I also like about um, Love Island is are like the games. Like oh, the yeah. Oh, they're so disgusting. I just watched one where they, um, the girls dressed in superhero outfits and then had to squash a melon with their butts. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. The girls will squash watermelons with their bums. The slowest girl to crush her melon is out of the contest. First up, Samira and Danny. I smashed it. Like, I actually, I was shook. I was bouncing away and I was like, this horse is just like steel. I couldn't crack the watermelon. I thought, I thought I had a little bit of power, but I just didn't get the right position. I just couldn't do it. That's literally the hardest thing I've ever done. That was really fun. Do they? But they don't do games like that in, um, like, Bachelor in Paradise, do they? Is there ever, like, a game component aside from, like, the larger game? I think there might be, like, Like little challenges for rewards and things. I, yeah, I don't know. For, like, extra time and, like, a fantasy suite. I find Bachelor in Paradise unbearable, so okay. it's hard for me to, like— illuminate on it. Okay. Uh, but the games on Love Island, they, they get increasingly gross because it just becomes like transferring various liquids and foods from mouth yeah. to mouth. Yes. They literally oh, did like a yeah. baby bird challenge. Yeah, yeah, baby bird. They did one where they had to like make a mojito in each other's mouths like, and pe- pass it down a line. And they didn't drink it in the end, thank God. But it was just like, it's like, I know it's supposed to be like sexy because they're like kissing, but like, That's no, disgusting. they're just. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I find really appealing, <clears throat> and I think this is like you said, like the slight foreign element, is the aesthetics of yes. the oh, guests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't think of Britain as being that different from the United States. And then you see like what the standard of beauty is, and it's just like, oh, this is like a shocking difference. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. the amount of fake tanner that they wear. They're the so they're much past extensions. orange. They are. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and well, I mean, I think that like. The UK is still in Europe, technically, you know, yeah, so it is it is different. For the yeah. mom. <laughs> and it's really mom. funny because, again, my British friend, like, will know instantly who the girls are going to go for and who the guys are going to go nice. for. And I'm like, really? But why? And he's like, no, I, I promise you that. Yeah. Like, really? that is the exact kind. Yeah. Like, I've been, like, shocked this whole time that Alex, the doctor, uh-huh. has not been able to find someone. I was like, Same. he's a strappingly handsome, like, doctor, doctor in London. I'm Alex. I'm 27. I'm an A&E doctor from Carmarthen. I think I've had a few jokes around the A&E department that um, I'm seeing like a bit of a Clark Kent uh, and I've definitely had some funny comments from colleagues. Right. Why not? And he's like, no, that's not. They like That's not what they're looking for at all. Yeah, and he looks like a non-inbred prince. Right, right. Yeah, he's very yeah. handsome. Yeah, I mean, I would I would, I would, would have picked him right away. And, yeah, and he's, I definitely like, oh, would have stepped forward. stable and normal and you're cute. Like, yeah, let's and, go. But instead they all go for Adam, who's a demonstrable psychopath. Disgusting like Disgusting man. So this is actually a question that the I wanted tattoos. to put to everybody. Have all of those men committed at least one murder? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, Adam's several. Adam yeah. has several bodies stashed yeah, across the He's like the Bluebeard's UK. wives in his, totally. in his closet or whatever. He, he also <laughs> has the most appalling, like his tattoo situation 
really stresses me out because why would you start a half sleeve from above the elbow? Why is it? I Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really, mystifying. It is really, I was staring at it. Like I was watching an episode this morning. He was doing like a confessional and he was shirtless, obviously. And I was like, you're... Who, you didn't think this through. You don't think anything through. He's the worst. I'm Adam, I'm 22 years old, and I'm from Newcastle, and I'm a personal trainer. I would say I'm a 10 out of 10, maybe a nine out of 10. I'm not good at washing the dishes. To go back to if anyone has murdered anyone. Sure. Because I do them. think this is important. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. Also, how close is Niall to being an incel? Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I love Harry Potter. I've got Hermione Granger's wand tattooed on my forearm. If a girl is lucky on a night out, she may be able to come back and see my wand. The show is really, again, it's really strange because they all have such extreme looks. It's sort of like, remember when the Jersey Shore yes. first premiered and everyone was like, whoa, like they have a total different way of looking. Yeah. Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of feel that way. I'm just amazed that they could find this many of them because mm. as you watch more of the season, they you know they add people, they, people go away, right. and it's just like wait, there's just there's like twelve more of these same people who are totally. all the same age and want to be in the same show. Like, it's a very funny sociological thing, and, and I've seen people on Twitter be like, "My Anglophilia is cured," mm. or like whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, I finally see that like British people are not like inherently like classier, more but sophisticated, yeah, exactly. Right. I think this has only stoked my Anglophilia. Like, I'm like, in, oh, like, same. I'm like, let's go. Like, I'll go right now. Cause, like, with some exceptions aside, like Adam and whoever, mm -hmm. they're all like pretty charming yeah, in a way. Yeah, like, totally. like, none of them are outright, seem to be outright assholes. A more bad personality emerges the further people stay on the show, uh -huh. as, as tends to be the case with reality shows. Right. Like, you know, there's not like a clear villain beyond Adam who's probably going to kill everyone at the, in the end. I think yeah, that's yeah. the finale. It's just that him. Is he, he's standing, standing atop yeah. a pile of bodies. Yeah. He's just covered yeah. in blood, but like still smiling. And the boys are still like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, like I love yeah. that. The way that the boys are like so like into his like whole shtick, it's like, wait, so he, so Adam's bullshit works on men too. Like he's yeah. just, he's, he's a wizard. a psychopath. Yeah. He's not yeah. well. Yeah. I don't know. I also think fake teeth guy, chompers. Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack. His um, teeth are something. I wasn't allowed to work with the women at one point because when we was hiring the women, I ended up sleeping with them. And uh, this is now a rule that we're not allowed to sleep with any employees. So I've actually sort of listened to that now. But in the past, when I was younger, I've done it every single time. But it's changed now. They've actually been kept in a separate room to us now. I also think that his, like trip to Turkey Chompers. involved some like weird like hostile situation oh. where he like <laughs> got to like pay to torture some some And people. he was the one of his friends to escape, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like like but he, so Jack um, and Danny, who he's mm -hmm. coupled up with from the beginning. I'm Danny, I'm 21, I'm from Essex, and I work as a barmaid. They became this big, like, thing in yeah. the UK, I, I'm, I'm told, because, like, you know, they were, they, they sort of seemed like a, you know, an earnest, like, actual couple. Right, yeah. As the show goes on, I'm not going to spoil anything, and also I haven't finished a season yet, but it's really yeah. funny. And also, I literally cannot. Also, <laughs> like, there's yeah, so yeah. many episodes. Yeah, yeah. But it's just interesting that, like, that was a phenomenon, mm -hmm. almost more than the people kind of really playing the game. Yeah. yeah. Despite yeah. all yeah. the kind of trashy trappings. Well, and she is the daughter of a famous British actor. Yeah. Also named Danny. Which I like. <laughs> Just different spelling. Yeah. Not she's D-A-N-I and he's D-A-N-N-Y. Right. Yeah. Danny Dwyer, who's like, like plays like a lot of like rough chavs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Hello. A lot oh. of football hooligans. Football hooligans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, oh, he's also like 41 years old. Wait, yeah. what? So he, he had her when he was very young. Oh, wow. And when wow. he... Oh, God. When um she tells Jack that, it's really funny because it oh, actually yeah. is like not brought up. 
Yeah. Like, she's just like, she's like, oh, might as well get it out of the way then. Like, it's going to come up. And it's like, I don't know if it would. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. read actually something that Richard wrote on, oh, yeah, his, on his website, his Tumblr. Uh, on the show, he wrote, it's designed for binging and joking and me doing my bad Northern British accent while screaming at the TV and forgetting the complexity of being alive. Watched in bulk, the show gets a bit sad, all this hetero scheming and aching and doubt, like romance is impossible and forever unsatisfying negotiation between enemies. Which is like, right? Like that is what yeah. like the Hulu description should say, right? right. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm talking about how it's sweet and cheery it is, but there is something dark about it, you yeah. know. And I think that like for me as a gay person watching this sort of straight sexual economy and sort of bartering and exchange, mm-hmm. like it's like wow, this is like really grim. And it, it kind of reflects the way that like my straight female friends talk to me about their experiences on Tinder or something. Yeah. Where it's just like, man, it is so it's much different there, and yeah. more difficult. And the standards are so, I mean, not that they aren't for gay men, but like, but it's just in a different way that I find right. kind of chilling about Love yes. Island and, and just watching all that. It's cool. Straight people are insane. <clears throat> yeah, I think True. I am really into anything that destroys like the Christian ideal of what straight people are. Mm-hmm. So I like when they make straight people, I just like when it's just like, disgusting <laughs> like it's like yeah we should have to watch straight people spit food in each other's mouths. right there's nothing like anointed about their orientation it's like no this they're just like in the mud with everyone else yeah <laughs> something that i what that i also really like about the show this is just like a small like aesthetic detail is how like the cutaways of them that are like very clearly like really glossy like running through like running to like the challenge or whatever yeah the first couple of episodes I watched, I was like, this shit feels like the Hunger Games. Like, something about, like, the way that this is shot, like, all of this makes it feel like a parody. The Hunger Games of fucking. The Hunger Games of fucking. Well, you think about what's going on in the UK right now in terms of, obviously, the Brexit is approaching this, you know, no deal thing, which is going to be a fucking disaster for that entire country. Coupled with a really, really hot summer that they've had. Mm-hmm. And you just think about all these people sitting in their homes in like yep. rural, you know, England Wherever, and right. watching these glowing young people throw themselves like at Literally each other. It's like radioactive yeah, glowing. It's, it's amazing. completely dystopian. There's a great conversation where Haley, who's kind oh, of yeah. the the beautiful, Aww, beautiful sweet Haley idiot of the show, is having Brexit. Describe that's my to favorite. Her. That scene is so good. Yeah. And and Haley is I not I don't want to sound too mean, but like mm. Haley is alarmingly dumb. She's, She's no, like, Haley you're like, like how, how did you, you even get here? Like, yeah, like, yeah. how did you get on an airplane without dying? Yeah, and yeah, like, the whole like, conversation about Brexit where she somehow exists in the world and has not he- even heard the term. That was insane. Yeah. And she's like, well, we still got cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and, and like even the other people who are not like, you know, that like was good. they're not Oxford students, but they're like, Haley, really? Like, like, like listen, yeah. it's been yeah. fucking why everywhere. Wouldn't why wouldn't we? Think about Brexit. What's, what's that? Like, well, we're leaving the European Union. I don't, I, I seriously don't have so a So, like, if you, so it's to, it was to leave the EU, so we wouldn't um, be part of EU, Europe. Yeah, which yeah, would yeah, mean, like, welfare and, like, things we trade with would be cut down. So does that mean we won't have any trees? 
Cheese. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the only moment that of the twenty something episodes I've seen where anything really about the outside world beyond yeah. Danny Dwyer yeah. has intruded That's at true. all. And you're just like, oh right, these people <laughs> exist. Right. <laughs> Well, we still have cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, again, that's And then when fun. she's like, oh, it'll be hotter to travel. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh no, I'll go love on holiday. to travel. Yeah, I love on holiday. <laughs> that's not okay. Well, I, I want to talk about Haley a little bit more because at the beginning, she is coupled with this guy, Eyal, mm-hmm. who is sort of like, I think he's like the mix of what a romance novel's idea of a shepherd's boy. I'm a yal, I'm 22, I'm from London, and I'm a model. My best physical feature is probably my hair. People like my hair, I like my hair, so we're winners. Yeah. The funny thing about Eyal is like she is so put off by him, I and know. I'm like he is beautiful. Like he's, he's like a gorgeous, yeah. like, and he's not like a dummy really. Nope. He's like kind. I think he's or, pretty dumb. I mean, he's not. He's like deep. The smartest right. oh, one yeah. is the doctor and then everyone else. And I would say that like Adam is probably smart because he's a psychopath. Right. Right. But then everyone else is just like varying shades of like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think um, Samira is smart. Samira is smart. But Ayal, like Haley not liking him and saying things like, you know, he's so deep because he asked me what my, he asked me things like what my favorite animal is. And it's like, right. That, <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about that. That like deeply personal <laughs> question. But also you mentioned Samira, and I think that one th- one of the dark things about the show, mm. unfortunately, is that like you watch the way that people of color are treated on the show, yeah. especially women. And, and you're and you're like, oh, this is really fucking depressing. Yep. And she's like really funny and, and charming. And pretty and like whatever. If I could be any character in a movie, I'd like to be, I was going to say Shrek, I don't know why I was going to say Shrek, because he just has like the best relationship in the world. And like, he gets to live for free and like lives in like a swamp and doesn't care and has the best wife. And I also like literally love Shrek so much. Like she's one of, she's not like, you know, freaking out like Laura or whoever, like she's, Ugh, you know, no. and I, it, it, it's, it's pretty depressing. And as the season goes on, her frustration about that, like really starts to come yeah, forward yeah. in this interesting way. So I don't know. I, I wonder if the show will ever address it like kind of metatextually, but I, I doubt they will. I doubt they will. Also. Well, she can always go back to Chris Pine. Who she apparently dated. Oh, that's right. Wait, really? She, she says, says on the show the that beginning. she dated Chris Oh, I missed Pine. that detail. But she's, a, she's an actress. She works she, in the West End. She's like End. dream yeah. girls, yeah. et cetera. I think it's it's unconfirmed. The I Chris don't think Pine? Chris Pine has ever been like, yeah, <laughs> that right. happened. <laughs> right, right. right. There were two Haley and Eyal conversations that I wanted to mention. Oh, great. One is when he describes the show as a game and she freaks out and is like, oh, this is a game to you? Oh, oh, it's a game right. to you? And he's like, no, I mean, like, literally the game that w- show that we're right. on, the right. game. And she's like, oh, apparently this is a game to him. Oh, I guess yeah. this is a, does, it's only a game if you want it to be. Oh, and she just loses it, like, yeah, yeah. in this way where, like, he's like, no, I mean, literally the game. Yeah, in a way he, you, you almost want money. to grab her <laughs> yeah, shoulders like and be like, Haley, do you know where you are right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you safe? Like... <laughs> The Always. other combo is when he comes up to her and he's like, I feel like we don't have deep conversations. Like, do you even know what breed my dog is? Is like his version <laughs> right. of a deep conversation. And she's right. like, oh, it's like a cockapoo. And he's like, actually, it's a shits poo. <laughs> but like, she was pretty close. That's actually, yeah, for that's, her, that's like, that's like <laughs> impressive. Yeah. But like, that's what his version of like, yeah. you don't even know what kind of breed my dog is. It's so good. And the other thing about this show compared maybe The Bachelor in Paradise, which again, mm. I've never seen, yeah. is that some of these people are really young. Like there's like, a, they're like 19 year olds yeah. on it. Like, and I think that that dynamic changes. And you, when you have a 20 year old dating or, you know, coupled up with a 29 year old. because oh, Laura. Laura and 29. Wes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Wes is like 20. And, and Wes is like one of the more mature people he on the show. Fine. I mean, 
in the early episodes. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, so I think that adds an interesting mix into it because some of these people are like kids. No, right? the age you know? range is crazy to me, I think. What you watch for, what I watch for anyway, is the kind of just like the sort of like loop. You know, they wake up mm-hmm. in the morning and they're just like house cats chasing patches of sun across it's the yard amazing. all day, just sipping yeah. on their water bottles, doing nothing. You never see them eat. Nope. And then they all retreat to their bedrooms get changed, and then just come right back to the same space yeah, for, 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 like, for nighttime. <laughs> like so take, yeah. They all take like 1,000 showers a day. Oh, yeah. Adam is always in the shower. Yeah. Well, they're always working out. So, yeah, because yeah. they're like doing like kettleball bullshit yeah. because they have fucking nothing else to do except like try to eventually convince like someone to have sex with them. One more thing I really feel like we need to address uh-huh. on this show is the brutality of the editing. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. is... So cruel in a way that I find thrilling because I like watching people suffer. But there's a scene where um, boring Alex is Mm. talking about his chance with Megan Mm -hmm. and how he finally like went up and, you know, was assertive with her. And like he thinks she was into it and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then it keeps just cutting to her Frenching aisle in like the hallway downstairs from him. And it just like, he's like, Yeah, I just think I really like took control of that situation. Oh and God. like now she sees me as a man and blah, blah, blah. And then downstairs and she's just like, like slurping away oh my at this young yeah. shepherd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A small and, shepherd boy. And I think that like you know, the editing is is cruel, but like masterfully so. I yeah. agree. And Reminds me of like Vanderpump rules, how they are oh, totally. so yeah. incredible at like juxtaposing. And things. it's kind of easy with this show because there's such a bind to it. Does he like her? Does she like him? Like, yes, no. And if he says yes and she says no, great. That's a great way to, so you can edit that. You can sew that right up pretty easily, you know? Have you gotten to the part where they had the girls have this long conversation about what to do every morning because the the guys have hard-ons when they wake up? (laughs) No, but I'm so It's a long conversation. It's really funny. I can't fucking wait. That's great. Um, (laughs) I just think British reality TV, like, I I love British reality TV. You know, as you know, Maddie, I used to cover a lot of reality shows for Gawker and, and elsewhere. And, you know, I, I, American shows, and I liked it, but I got so burnt out by it. And so it's really funny this many years later to find myself, like, really addicted to a, sh- a reality show again. And I think it's the British factor is really what does it. Speaking of, like, your old reality TV coverage, mm-hmm. Real Housewives of New York, I don't think you watch anymore, right? You're- I don't, but I'm feeling regret, uh, regret about that this season because apparently it's been amazing. You created this incredible persona for the Countess Luann Delisseps, which was Cracker Jacks, a hard, yes. hard-living broad <laughs> who yeah. Had some stories to tell. I gave her a lot of backstories that took place like in the hard scrabble West. Yeah. You know, I like really d- dusty towns in Washington state and sure. stuff like that. I love, yeah. love that. I don't think you take pleasure in her pain, but does the fact that like that was really prescient on like basically who Luann actually is, yeah. do you feel some... Uh, so I was traveling for work whenever that episode, a couple seasons ago now probably, where she's like, don't be uncool, be cool. And she's like got her bathrobe open and big sunglasses yeah. on. And I was watching that and I was like, holy shit, I was right. Oh my God, like yeah. I was right this whole time about who she really was underneath the sort of New York housewife exterior. And then I followed kind of a little bit along and it's obviously gotten real and sad. But like, yeah, I do feel some some gratification. And to kind of put the cherry on the Sunday, last year I met her at a party. And oh she God. told me, I mean, she didn't, rem- she didn't know who I was, yeah. but like, <laughs> right, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I, I got like, like first kind of scoop about her cabaret show, which she only announced like a week later. Oh. And yeah. So that kind of felt like for me, the end of my Luann narrative, but obviously it's continued on, which makes me sad. Yes. <laughs> it is one of those things where it's just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like when you, she like slipped out of handcuffs. 
Which, yeah, which is incredible. It's like, where'd you learn to do that, Lou? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, Not, it yeah, wasn't her first time. She was, uh, did that out in Truckee, California in 1986. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, Richard, God bless you. Yeah, you too, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Um, it's fun. And it's also been really fun to talk about this show, like, outside of the little cocoon in which I watch it. And sure. Like, oh, other people, like, he, yes. you know, smart people are watching this. So thank you for giving me that gift. Well, of course. I have air conditioning, so you are all welcome to come oh, over and just yeah, I might sit need on it. the oasis. I of, need you to get air conditioning. I know. I'm, I'm, I just like, you know, baking in the sun of Mallorca, and, and mm. I'm just trying to recreate those conditions sure. in nice my apartment. it's nice to get, like, the Love Island feel at yeah. home while you're yeah. watching yeah. it. Yeah. But Hot I don't have a personalized water bottle. You that's <laughs> coming through. And you don't have a mic pack like that, that you wear on, like, those a little... Those mic packs are hysterical. I fucking love those so yeah. much. I can't believe that we're only mentioning this now. I, the mic those packs, mic packs are amazing. Insane. I've never seen Neither a reality show where they're that obvious. Aren't they usually yeah. like stuck on well, the back? Like, I think it's because I, I mean, they're clearly all contractually the they're up. The boys are obligated to be shirtless and the girls are obligated to, to wear be in bikinis, bikinis right. during the day. Yeah, yeah totally. And so Because during the night, they're less obvious, the mic yeah. packs. Like they're hidden under shirts. Yeah, because they're you know, not like yeah. the belt, like the fanny pack, like the belt situation. Right. And I, that's, I also realized that's why no one's going in the pool is because if you go in the pool, you have to take your mic pack off, which means you're not. Exactly. You're not getting picked up. The show. Yeah. Um, let's go, let's go beyond it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's a great but, idea. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they definitely want a bunch of people in their thirties. <laughs> Pale people. They definitely <laughs> want. Yeah, they totally. want us. They um, want us on the show. When they, so on Bachelor in Paradise, the way that they do mics is the it clips onto the um, like the bikini band, and then for the guys, it's in. They give them like shell necklaces that Whoa. the mic is I love wow, that. that's like spy stuff. So do they go in the water though? They have to t- they still have to take it off. They go, they in, go the in the water. Because they um they had sex in the water. Sure. Oh they <laughs> did. That that's there true. That's true. But on this show it's like there was one point where Wes was wearing it his mic just literally just like flung over his neck. Like it yeah. actually you know, I was just like this is amazing. Yeah, they wear them as like necklaces. It's really so great. good. Oh God, what a show. Richard, this has been a pleasure. Yes. Thanks guys. You're I'm welcome so happy. anytime. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast and thank you to Richard Lawson. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp and was mixed by Brad Fisher. Madana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.